This week on the BEMCast, seven years means bad luck and tough breaks for the bad guys. And you can take that to the bank. One star, we're in. All right, and welcome to the Bamcast, hey, episode 90. The Golden Age of Movies. The year that cares. So, I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. And I'm The Beach. And what we do each and every episode of the Bamcast is we go ahead and uh, break into the business of going into bad movies, and then we uh, we watch one. And we come in here and talk about it. We talk about it for about 30 minutes, then we rate it. Uh, I guess one to five jocks if it's a good bad movie and a bad, enjoyable bad movie, as in Robot Jocks from 1990. Or if it's a bad bad movie, it gets one to five bags in a negative sense. Boo. As in douchebags after Twilight. Boo. Not from 1990. No. So, 1990. Here we are. The pinnacle, the end of our 80s run. And because we, decades bleed into one another. Mm hmm. It is the end of the decade. 1990 really was the end of the 80s. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, maybe a both maybe mathematically a and a little you know, bit over Maybe the, the first half 91. of 91. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so we, we finally chose, as we said last episode, Hard to Kill, Steven Seagal. We have not hit him uh, for an actual bad movie just yet. That is yet. amazing Yeah, how that happened. But, but yeah, Here he is in all his... Ponytailed glory. The ponytailed glory. <laughs> All right, summary time, so we can talk about Hard to Kill. We had a lot to talk about in the second half, so... Yeah, you know. <laughs> we put out the call, and, and many people, people awakened. <laughs> many heroes awakened the Garfield bone. <laughs> yeah. Everyday he's, heroes he's, calling. He's taking a nap now. Yeah, he is exhausted. Mm-hmm. He's done his duty. Mm. Here, summary. Mason Storm, a go-it-alone cop, is gunned down at his home. The intruders kill his wife and think they've killed both Mason and his son, too. Mason is secretly taken to a hospital where he spends several years in a coma. His son, meanwhile, is growing up thinking his father is dead. When Mason wakes up, everyone is in danger. Himself, his son, his best friend, his nurse, but most of all, those who arranged his death. <gasps> oh, oh yeah. You know why? Because he's, he's hard to kill. Oh. No, he is, actually. They never say that in the movie either, do they? No, uh, I don't think they did. Like, his buddy calls him one tough son of a bitch. and Yeah. They said hard to stop. Yeah. They got close. I got awful. Yeah, close. but hard to stop is not as cool a title as hard to kill. No, but they got close. I know. So I appreciate close. that. It was a good try. <laughs> Give me the <laughs> old college effort. try. Mm-hmm. This is the is it the second or third Steven Seagal movie? Oh uh, I want to um, say it's the second after Above the Law. Yep. Yeah, Marked for Death was the same year, but yeah, Above but the Law later. was the first one. Yeah. Man. Yeah, it's Steven Skull, the three word movie titles. Yep. And then Out for Justice was the next year. Mm-hmm. Then he finally broke it with Under Siege. Yep. <laughs> but yeah. yeah God, he that. was so skinny back then. It's kind of shocking. Mostly, yeah. I mean, still not like skinny, skinny. Compared, compared to the to way now, he is now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Compared to now where there's like three of them <laughs> walking around, walking around the bayou. Steven Skull, lawman. Ugh. Have you ever watched that show? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, the best thing about it is Seagal vision. <laughs> You know, yes. like they'll have two guys arguing in the car and they'll do like the, and then they'll do like a zoom in on like, and then like there'll be a bag of Coke hanging out of the dashboard or something. 
It's almost as good as Snake Vision. Yeah. And actually, have- my favorite thing about that show is the fact that like almost every single person they arrest, they're like, man, you're Steven Seagal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the best part to me. They are all happy to be arrested yeah. by Steven Seagal. Yeah. Oh, all right. Hard to kill, though. Oh, man. You know, I, I there ha- comes a time in a man's life <laughs> when when he's hard to kill. When he is hard to kill. I I hesitate to bring this up, like because maybe this is like a topic discussion, but that that article thing we read today about how action movies have changed. This is a fantastic example of that because mm-hmm. since two thousand or so, action movies have definitely changed. Oh, like, yeah. This movie is very slow and very deliberately paced and takes a long time to get to the revenging. Yeah, it takes almost too long. A long yeah. time. So, that that's just one thing. I mean, yeah, right off the bat, I mean, it, it, it starts off, you know, we get some violence and everything because, you know, he's an honest cop and he's starts off the movie by videotaping uh, basically a hit organization between some... Italian gentleman and mm-hmm. uh, what we later learn is a politician. Senator Trent. Yeah. Who's uh, William Sadler or Bill as he's credited in this movie. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that's that's basically where it starts. They, He's kind of an inept cop because he knocks some shit over. Like he's wearing the headset with the shotgun mic. And then he tries to noise. adjust it and he just keeps clinking the recorder yeah. against these pipes sitting right next to him. And everybody's like, what the, what the hell's that? Yeah. So... Basically, they know that they've been videotaped, and they just somehow, I guess, figure out that it was this guy. Oh, that's right, because he he calls his partner, I guess, or somebody Mm -hmm. that he trusts back at the station and says, you know, this is between you and me. I trust you. I got this on tape. You know, And, of course, the other guys have already picked up the phone or are listening in. Right. So the dirty cops on the payroll are basically going to kill him or hire guys to Mm -hmm. kill him. And uh yeah, they waste no time. No, no, he goes home. Well, no, but but he, yeah, there's we one get scene one action yeah. scene basically. Yeah, he stops off to buy some champagne at the liquor store and uh some punks try to rob said liquor store and Well, they do rob it. They kill the guy behind the counter. Yeah. And that makes Steven Seagal angry. It does. It does. This was an angry angry liquor store owner yeah. who did not like the Oscars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but still Steven Seagal was pissed. Yeah. Pissed and, off enough to kill all five of them basically. Yeah. With his bare hands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of them, he basically twists his ankle off. Mm-hmm. That he gets him me. down on the ground and he's just like, <laughs> he just keeps turning. <laughs> and the guy keeps screaming and then you're like, okay, this is what I go to movies yeah. for. I, I know that Steven Seagal does Aikido and it's, you know, it's all about turning your enemy's attack against them. But mm-hmm. they spend a long time where they're standing back and forth and the one guy's going, come on, come at me. And he's like, no. You come at me. <laughs> he just goes back and forth. Like he's yeah, just, the guy's like, I will kill you. And he's, he's like, like, yeah, right, come on. We'll, come on. Get on come with it. Yeah, you have to. I can't kick your ass unless you attack me. <laughs> Listen, this is I'm how it works. I'm a peaceful warrior. I'm a man of peace. I I'm will done kill killing you. Uh, first. <laughs> it's just, it kind of goes on for a long time. Like, no, you attack me. No, you well, attack yeah, me. Well, I love how the guy's freaking out. Too. Yeah, he's like, like I got a knife. I'm going to cut your eyes. And eventually, Seagal gets right on his knees. He's like, here, I'm on my knees. Does that make it easier? Yeah. He kind of whispers everything he says yeah. for the most part. Well, I love it. In the beginning, the, the one guy asked me, he's like, why are you grinning? And I'm like, Seagal's not grinning. He's like, he has the grimace. He's it's grimacing. A, it's a rictus. Yeah. He, he doesn't really have the capability to smile. Uh, not really, no. Yeah. It's like his, his straight mouth expression is his smile, I guess. That's the a dude, smile as he the gets. The dude picked yeah. up on that. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, he dispatches them. 
after the guy freaking out with the knife, eventually, once he's on his knees, it's like, <laughs> okay, I can do this. Yeah, I got this now. No. Yeah, and no, then he gets his can't. ankle twisted off. Mm-hmm. And then the cops are like, oh, you did it again, Steven Seagal. Good job. Oh, Mason, Mason Storm. Yeah. That's a good name. It is. It is. Name. It's one of my favorites. It's like he's building a storm. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, nice job, Storm. Yeah. And he gets home to wife and kid with an amazing family portrait on the top oh, of the God. stairs. Somehow I miss that. I, was I like, want a print of that because <laughs> <laughs> I would hang that on my wall. Like I can't even imagine Steven Seagal having family portraits like in real life. No, this is like a, I wouldn't even say like, like a I imagine shot. them all being in like karate outfits or something. <laughs> you know, this is like a Sears portrait with the, um, like the ghosting effect around everybody, but it doesn't yeah. even look like a real picture. It looks like hand drawn. It's, it's bizarre. It's like an artist rendition of a family. Well, I love it's on screen for like two seconds, but yeah, we zoned right in on that thing. Yeah. We're like, what the hell is that? It's amazing. Yeah. But then he, he his kid wakes up just long enough for him to say a prayer with him. Oh. Say and a then, little prayer with him. His, his kid's name is Sonny. Who named your kid Sonny? Sonny? Uh, uh, you know. I don't know. Mr. and well. Mrs. Bono? Uh, yeah, they don't count. <laughs> um the crockets. It doesn't end well when you name your kid Sonny. I mean, I Godfather, guess. Bono, just doesn't work. Um, Crockett. Yeah. Mr. Mr. Other Crockett. than that part where he got brainwashed and went to <laughs> kill the entire force at the end of season four, but you know. Right. Other than that. I don't know why you know that. And that just, was a lot of Miami Vice knowledge right there. <laughs> you just need to put that back under under the bucket. <laughs> Hide it from the... No, man. That was awesome. But yeah, so his kid Sonny, he they put him to bed. Mm-hmm. Skull's like, hey. Hey, let's turn on Carson and Bone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I brought some champagne. Let's, let's You know do what this. I love to do when I'm watching Carson? Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> Bitches love my sparkling Fuck wine. <laughs> <laughs> he does break out the sparkling wine. And then, yeah, so we get we almost get some nudity, but no. Uh, I, I'm okay with that. Yeah, the bad guys bust in. And and he takes a shot. I mean, it looks like he takes like two shots to the chest. He does. And all that does is piss him off amazingly. Because he's, like, he's hard to kill. Yeah, he's just like, fuck you! And, and <laughs> you destroys, this, destroys the first guy, like snaps his forearm off, which is like a patented Seagal move, because that's in Marked for Death also. Oh, yeah. I think that's in all those movies. Where he's got to get some guy in long sleeves over his shoulder, and then he just snaps the forearm off. I always kind of wondered if he had a one-armed stuntman on his team, that they just put some sort of prosthetic <laughs> thing there. It may be the same guy in every movie. Yeah. Like, maybe it's like a guy up. with a half arm that he could just be like, hey, let's put the rubber hand thing there, and I can twist yeah. it around the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe it's so like a contortionist that can do that like, yeah. really easily. Uh, maybe. I yeah. don't know. But uh-huh. Yeah, but he, he, breaks, he breaks the one dude's hand, snaps the other guy's arm, and yep. shoots another guy. Other dude shoots him again, mm-hmm. and it doesn't even kill him. He's like, leaning against the wall, and then they shoot his wife, who just is busy screaming. And yep. Then the kids like, "Hey, what's going on?" As I kids in movies do, noises and people screaming. Yeah. I should go. Investigate. They don't just hide in the closet. They come out and walk down the hall to see what all the gunshots were about. And the mom yeah, and all sleepy eye too. Yeah. Like he's been <laughs> asleep for about ten minutes. He's like, I don't know. So tired. Maybe- Maybe he's just used to sex in the Seagal household. <laughs> he's like, go to sleep, go to sleep, like, go to sleep, go to sleep. <laughs> he's like, mom's screaming again? Yeah. Like like he's got her in a chokehold? I don't yeah. I don't like you when mom and dad... <laughs> I don't like when dad comes no, home with champagne. Terrible. It's terrible. But yeah, he 
So then he runs away, jumps out the window of the house. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, well, shit. Let's go. Fucking kid. Yep. Damn it. Get in our rape van and let's go. Yeah. And then the one guy's just, he's like, he got shot in the chest, but he's like, God damn. Fucking storm. Yeah. I think it was like a shoulder wound. It was. Yeah. It, yeah, it wasn't. I don't know. It, it's, it's filmed really quick shots when they hit him. Sure. But yeah, they, uh, they, they hop in the van, move on. Uh, they show him rushing Steven Skull to the hospital along with the, uh, his partner who he called. He's watching Carson and apparently getting it on with himself or something. Cause I think he was cleaning his gun. Oh, if you know what I mean. No, what do you mean? I mean, he's a cop and he likes to keep his firearms in oh, okay. proper working condition. Yeah, that's a good call. But anyway, yeah. So they they murder him. They wheel them both. They wheel them both into the hospital, and they're like, and and uh, the uh, his buddy from Internal Affairs. What was his name? O'Malley. O'Malley. Yes. Yeah. God, that guy walks in. That guy bursts in, and he's like, "Son of a bitch! What the <laughs> fuck happened? <laughs> That's my best friend over yeah. there." And then, of course, because they have planted coke at the scene, one of the dirty cops is like, oh, that guy was high on coke. No wonder they were able to shoot him, and he kept attacking. <laughs> this dude just about rips his face off. Yeah. Throws him against the wall. Yeah. <laughs> That's the cleanest cop I ever knew. He was clean in ways you po- couldn't possibly understand. <laughs> and then, uh, But then they come in, and, and the doctor's like, yep, he's dead. Sorry, guys. And, yeah. then, and then they're just like, and then the, the crooked cop's just like, I know it doesn't mean much, but I'm sorry. Yeah. And Mally's just like, Whatever. You're right. Fuck you. Yeah. You son of a fuck. <laughs> and then the doctor comes out immediately after that. Once everyone's left, yeah. and he's like, um, actually about that dead cop, not so dead. Nah. And then O'Malley's immediately like, nobody comes in or out of this room ever. This guy is dead. Do you understand me? But sir, that violates yeah. my ethics. Shut the fuck up and do it. <laughs> Internal affairs here, asshole. <laughs> I've got jurisdiction over your out, ass, boy. I will fill out paperwork. I don't care. You are hiding this man. Yeah. So yeah, so, so then, then cut to Steven Seagal with long hair and a gigantic goatee, pretty much. Mm-hmm. He's sort of got the, you know, Caucasian Jesus look going on. Yeah, he, he looked very Jesus-like. And, Jesus. And it suddenly says seven years later. It's... We've gone from 1983 to 1990. Mm-hmm. It's his seven years in Tibet. Yep. And Kelly LeBrock is his nurse, who apparently is like in love with him. Wants his dick. Mm. Because yeah, like she lifts up the th- sheets and looks and says, please wake up. I don't know. She's practicing some sort of weird science. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> Every episode, you make so me want to hurt you. <laughs> Every single one. You find a way. Well, yeah. she, she's only well, been like a two movies. Come on. Yeah, I know. But it's funny because she comes in. She's like, I got a surprise for you. Do you want to play with a pussy? And then puts this little kitten on the on the bed with him. And of course, he's, you know, no. He's Steven Seagal. He's asleep. But apparently the cat awakens the, the inner Steven Seagal. Mm. The inner Mason Storm who suddenly remembers his family being shot. <laughs> because of the cat. Apparently. I don't know. Sure. That, it happens right after that. I see no other explanation. Then, then he has that, and suddenly the little meter starts going off. And, beep, beep. Beep, yeah. beep. And then she's like, what the hell's wrong with this thing? And she ignores it for a while, too. <laughs> understand it's, this whole it's like, doctor thing, really. Yeah, it's like, you have one job, is to sit there in a room with, like, six people in a coma. Whose pulses well, probably never change. They're yeah. probably always at yeah. 80. <laughs> And then suddenly the thing starts going off, and she's like, "Is is what 
No. No. Nah. Yeah, this never happens. And then and then she looks over, she's like, no, no. And then he's like, hey, lady. And she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> Knock knocks over up. the IV bags. Like, holy shit. This never happens. <laughs> then cut to her calling the cops, because I guess she was given a special code in case he ever woke up. Sure. Yeah. Because he's listed as a John Doe. So he, it, she calls, and then, of course, um, O'Malley's gone. Only crooked cops are there. And even though none of them knew about Seagal being alive, somehow this John Doe waking up triggers their whatever it is where they're all like, call to action, we got to kill this son of a bitch. So immediately, like, I mean, within like yeah, five do- minutes, there's a dude at the hospital ready to kill him. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't get that. Like, I, I guess maybe they had somebody still in, you know, in the police department and they found out they got a guy on their payroll listening for... Then why didn't they just kill him while he was asleep? Because they didn't know he was not dead. Well, what I want to know is, like, if O'Malley transferred, retired, whatever happened to him, wouldn't you, like, call the coma ward and say, look, I'm not here anymore. I'm retiring. I'm going here. You You can reach me at this number. But no. I left a forwarding address, maybe. But anyway, you know, it's action movie. Things have to happen so that other things can happen. A lot must happen. They come to kill Seagal when he can barely move. Yeah. And he's getting a massage from some dude. (laughs) The whole time he's like, get the fuck off me. I gotta (laughs) get me out of here. Well, he talks to her and and he's like, listen, I'm I'm a cop. And if you don't get me out of here, they're going to kill me within the hour. And she's like... You've been in a coma. Well, you I need love, to like. I love not. her line. She's like, she's like, I've got a lot of patients. You're not my only one. I'm like, fuck the other patients. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do they need? <laughs> Where are they going? Yeah, you were ignoring the machines one, anyway. You have bitch. one guy that's awake, and he's talking to you. <laughs> yeah, you might want to listen. Just yeah. say, yeah. But no. And then the other guy comes to take him. And what does he tell him? He's like, get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna get you a massage. I'll be back at your feet in another time. He's like, fuck you. I need to go. <laughs> yeah. and, meanwhile, and meanwhile, and then they cut to the guy massaging him, you know, doing the put 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 with face the down, like, and then, and then Seagal's going, you fuck, gotta get me the fuck, fuck out of here. <laughs> He's like, don't worry, you'll be out of here in no time, buddy. <laughs> this guy like really wanted to give Seagal a massage. Yeah. Chet, the physical therapist. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to do his job, man. Chet, they're gonna fucking kill me. This is well, you'll be in great shape, pal. This is the first massage I've given to a wake person in a long time. <laughs> I'm just going to talk a lot. Yeah. Uh, physical therapist at the uh, Coma Research Center. Yeah. But as the uh, job. <laughs> yeah. But as the uh, the fake doctor murderer guy shows up and goes up to the hall and ends up killing one of the security guards, kills the orderly. And this is when Seagal, who, keep in mind, he's been out of a coma of seven years for about 20 minutes. Maybe. Maybe I'm surprised they actually had scheduled a massage that quickly for him. Oh, they wanted to get him, you know, get him up and Just, running as yeah, soon as possible. Get him going. But immediately he's like pulling his bed through doorways and like doing mobile stuff that someone in a coma for that long, I guess, think, who, uh, who, would, who would not be think Kill Seagal, Bill, you Steven know. Seagal. Yeah, she's wig- he's wiggling his toes, <laughs> Just yeah. his arms, mm-hmm. his yeah. arms. Well, they did show that they had like machines that were keeping him moving. Yeah, they that is the, true. Well, yeah, but the still, I mean, still, yeah. still, but yeah. So he uh, and then begins the elevator chase. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he presses, <laughs> he presses fifteen with the end of a broom, and the guy's like, "Oh no, 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 no!" <laughs> Can't get in the door. So the guy runs across the hall to press fifteen once he sees it going up. 
It's a little elevator action. And then the door is open and Seagal's like trying to press B with the with his broomstick. And, and the guy tries to run And the guy's like, him. no, 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 no. Oh, <laughs> they're like the fastest elevator doors you've ever seen. But it doesn't work. No. Then as he's going down, Kelly LeBrock, well, who's like, already found the dead body. I like the guy pauses to watch the elevator thing. Like, you're on the top floor. Yeah, There's only one way go he's down. going. <laughs> and then he misses so the elevator because barrels it, down the stairs. Yeah. See, if I was Seagal, I would have, like, pressed a different floor just well, to fuck with that guy. That's the thing I was like, I've never understood is, like, in these elevator chases, they always instinctively know what floor they're going to. Oh, Somehow, yeah. Somehow, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. It's elevator psychics. It but, yeah. But it stops on a floor with Kelly LeBrock there, and he almost hits her in the face with a broom. And she's, and then like, she's like, he's, he's like, like, you believe me now. <laughs> <laughs> and then she proceeds yeah, to be the like, worst <laughs> hospital bed driver oh, ever. Oh, my God. Female drivers of hospital beds. <laughs> it's true what they say. Because yeah, she come. They they come out of the elevator and she is immediately smashing that that bed into everything in the hallway. It's so bad. But the first everything thing that, in the lobby. The first thing that she does is she pushes it straight out of the elevator into the wall. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, she doesn't even turn. Yeah. It's another right one that's funny wall. is like you know we're supposed to believe that he's a straight coma patient and can't move, but like literally Steven Seagal, the actor, picked his feet up because she was about to smash his fucking feet into the wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And well, he's getting, he's getting better at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's been awake still, for like I mean, thirty I'm minutes. The massage sure. really loosened up all this. I'm pretty yeah, sure yeah. that was actor going, "Fuck, <laughs> legs about to get crushed." Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> this bitch can't drive off. Yeah. and then of course they put her outside on the longest handicap ramp <laughs> you have ever seen, <laughs> and she's bouncing off of that thing like yeah. fucking Dale Earnhardt. This thing. <laughs> she is, she's totally bumper car back. She and is the intimidator of. <laughs> And I swear to God, this thing drivers. is like 500 yards long. It is the <laughs> longest goddamn ramp you have ever seen. Yeah. But of course, her car is parked in the Primo parking spot. At the end of this longest. Yeah, at mm-hmm. the end yeah. of the longest. She's she's probably in the handicap spot. Yeah. She is the handicap But yeah, spot. they toss him. She tosses him. It's well, funny when she takes him out of the coma ward. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. But the, the funny thing is, she takes him and she just chucks him in the car. Oh, yeah. Like, she... like. Get in there. <laughs> and he's like kind of flops over into the seat. And then she takes off and the guys are just like, they don't even hop in a car. The The murder guy doesn't even hop in the car. He's just like, they nah. just gave up. Mm. Oh, well, they do a lot of that, though. I've noticed mm-hmm. like when he got away from the initial meeting, it's like, eh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Whatevs. And then, okay. So basically cut to a very long second act with, <sighs> all right, you know, you know, I was saying that I love the... Uh, I didn't pay attention to any of the, the second act. The, oh, you the, didn't miss anything. The gearing up and or training montage. It's the entire second act, pretty much. Yeah, but it's it all drawn the, out. And, well, I'm just saying, like, boring. I mean, no, I'm, no, I'm not saying this is a good thing. I just, like, I like it in movies, but this is, like, the entire second act. They go... Uh, the whole story is that she's, she's house-sitting for some yeah, guy who's in China for six months. But his house is all China... Well, all really, china up. Yeah, well, not yeah. even that. It's, like, it's just kind of generic asian house like everything mm-hmm. is there besides a panda bear yeah. is, shamefully and hello kitty stuff but yeah it's like i mean like <laughs> he just pans around the room and it's like oh look a bonsai tree and look some chopsticks and, and there's yeah, a buddha and a buddha huh yeah but so yes we can just skip most of this because yeah he gets him he trains yeah basically about the time that he, he yeah he trains himself up and acupunctures himself and wills his body back into working and the, basically the second he breaks a board she's like i'm gonna bone this guy <laughs> so well yeah that is <laughs> it's like one of the most awkward sex scenes ever because 
It's kind of you know weird. he's like just sitting there doing his tai chi whatever stuff where he's doing the slow steps and the and the arm swings and all that karate stuff he's that chilling. I don't know what the fuck any of it's called but it's tai chi yeah whatever tai chi he's doing that and then she walks in and she's wearing like the Cocktail tightest black dress, dress. And it's one of those with like one of those late age ones with like the slits that go all across the cleavage it's awesome and it's like a little mini skirt she's wearing the fuck me pumps mm-hmm. she's like hey i was just walking by and i thought i'd thought you might you. need a flower <laughs> that's what she actually said yeah, she, says, she was holding a flower i thought you might like a flower <laughs> And he doesn't even AKA say anything. He my just vagina. Yeah, he just looks at her and <laughs> he knows yeah. what's up. Then boom, they're on the workout mat. Mm-hmm. See, this is one of those things because, like, I think a better writer would have had better callbacks because, like, they should have had a scene, like, post coitus scene where they're just laying there and, like, he wakes up and he's like, "Did you bring me a fucking cat when I was in a coma?" <laughs> 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 Just something like well, really awkward and is, hilarious. Like, right she there. just or vanishes. Why did you bring me? Yeah, a cat? well, well like because it, it, it's just a joke that works at a couple of levels. Like he finally just got some actual pussy, and he's like, "Did you bring me a cat?" When I was <laughs> hilarious. Oh, I wish we had written this movie. Yeah, anyway, but yeah, but it's it's just so weird. And then like she's suddenly just gone, mm-hmm. and he's just sitting there dressed again. I thought he took off. Like he went to. I, th- I thought that's when he put on his shit to like go start no, the but investigation. He, like, like they cut directly from the sex scene oh. to him just sitting there across, you know, Indian style. Okay. Looking at his, looking at the clippings on the wall of, about the story about his dead wife and. Right. Yeah. Looking at his wedding ring and then going, wait, I guess I'm not through that whole grieving process. It's like <laughs> kind of only been up for like a week. <laughs> yeah. Technically this is like a week for me in yeah. <laughs> seven years. Yeah. Yeah. I guess my wife's dead. It's a good thing oh. I boned that girl. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah but but she just vanishes and yeah. and, it becomes and then this, he hops in the car and goes to his wife's gravesite. Yeah, it just it kind of becomes this like boring detective story at this point because like he's trying he doesn't really know who it, who it is like he didn't get a good shot on the dock he doesn't know who yeah. it is or anything even though he knows who the crooked cops are I don't know why he doesn't take that route like I mean. There's always someone higher up in the cops who's probably not crooked. <laughs> just yeah. call them and be like, these motherfuckers over here are shooting at me and yeah. killing the people in the hospital. Yeah, and Kelly LeBrock's trying to find yeah. stuff. And and, and, and then O'Malley finally shows up and is like, hey, guess what? Yeah. I raised your son. Mm-hmm. He's kind of a badass at track or something. Maybe you should come get him. Yep. I brought you a gun. Yeah. Because that's what friends are for. Which is important. I brought you your gun, gun. Yeah. Gun of the gun. And, but, of course, she has gone to find one of her friends who is the other nurse there. Mm-hmm. And friend, the other nurse is dead. All Of course, all, all the bad cops are waiting there, so they just follow her back home. Right. Which sets us up for finally some goddamn action. Yes. Because at that point, it had been a solid 45 minutes. At least, With yeah. nothing. Yeah. And so we're like, okay, yeah, here, okay, dudes. So they're busy packing, and of course, like they just, they've brought like twenty dudes to take out Skull, and they just destroy oh, this house. This girl is never house sitting for this <laughs> Chinese guy again, <sighs> because they demolish the fuck out of this house. They're machine gunning everything, and it's typical, like you know, late eighties, early nineties machine gunning, where it's yeah, like where they're just waving it around. Yeah, like they're crazy. not even aiming at anything; they're just shooting like the roof, expecting to hit him. <laughs> they're like, if I fire in that general direction, something will kill him. Right? It's almost like they don't want to kill him. They don't. Well, he's hard to kill, so they yeah. really don't want to try that hard. <laughs> it would require it's too, too much, much effort. effort to kill him. <laughs> it's so hard. 
But yeah, it's I don't so, even want to try. I mean, he again, he snaps a guy's forearm off. Mm-hmm. He uh, tosses dudes off of balconies. He just he kills people in creative ways. Yeah, the, the one dude, the one dude where, he re- where he, yeah, the one dude where he wrecks his arm, he then smashes his head <laughs> through a, gla- a plate glass window into mm-hmm. a curio cabinet. That was great. And then they get out to the to his jeep, and then he proceeds Sweet to jeep. he proceeds to run some oh. dudes over and launch one dude. Yeah, that one dude gets airborne. Yeah, from off of the front fender. The other guy, guy beautiful. gets like plowed through a gazebo, basically. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And then they start doing some sweet jumps. Yeah, and they're yeah, sweet, sweet jeep. jump with a sweet jeep. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then he, he they get out of town, or mm-hmm. they they escape all thirty of the guys yeah, that well, come they, to kill him. And they stop. He stops because apparently Steven Seagal, as obviously he's proven, is wise beyond any other action star because mm-hmm. he speaks fluent Chinese apparently and Spanish and everything else. Because he stops on the side of the road to some random guys fixing a car and trades his shot up Jeep for their. Hoopty, basically. Yeah, it's like a... <laughs> it's a disguise. Shitty, yeah, yeah, it's like a shitty Camaro or yeah. something like that. I can't Hold together with now. bungee cords and shit. Yeah, it's yeah. terrible. But, but it's I, got a chain steering wheel. I do want to call back does. to one thing mm-hmm. that happened before everyone showed up and before Kelly LeBrock showed up. Okay. Is when he, get, he gets back home and he's just sitting in the room and he's hearing the voices in his head. He's hearing the tape that he recorded. He's hearing like his wife. And then he's hearing a TV commercial he heard earlier. Where it's Senator Trent talking about how you can uh, take this to the bank. You can take that to the bank, which is what he said Freaking when when he was. Line. Good God. Yeah, that guy. Every time he speaks, he ends up saying that. <laughs> like every time they get him on camera, he ends up saying it somehow. Yeah. So it suddenly they cut to his Seagal's face, and the voices fade out because he's made the connection that it's Senator Trent that's mm-hmm. him. And he goes, "I'm going to take you to the bank, Senator Trent. <laughs> the blood bank." <laughs> <laughs> Yes. And that's when he starts gearing up. Mm-hmm. Best line but, in movie history? Maybe. <laughs> one Possibly. Of, one of my favorites. And I forgot because I thought it was at the end of the movie. I thought he actually told it to him at the end of the movie, but no, just talk I to was remembering like it a lot com- of people doing yeah, this Yeah, I was remembering it completely wrong, unfortunately. Because that would have been awesome if he had told him that at the end. Why they sure. didn't use that at the end is beyond me. Yeah, well. But, yeah. So, anyway, they escape. They uh, Don't they get in touch with O'Malley and... Like O'Malley's like, okay, we're gonna bring your son yeah, here. Yeah, and there's convoluted plan to get out of town. Slash, also because it's uh, like an old school video, some sort of videotape, I guess, or film, possibly. It's mm-hmm. like the film so, and the audio are separate. Yeah, and so they got to get the cassette mm-hmm. tape and the film together to some expose news journalist guy. Whatever. Yeah, so they go to his old house, and he gets the camera out of some hidden little area he had in the kitchen. Yeah. Like behind the wall, where he literally rips the wall out, and the mm-hmm. realtor lady freaks out on him. But he, so he's got the camera, and then uh, O'Malley had kept the tape. Sure. And so they have to get him back together, and O'Malley's got his son. They're yeah. waiting at like the Amtrak station. Yeah. Well, they go. They basically uh, they kind of sort of converge at this weird ass hotel. I don't know what the hell yeah, that scene was about. I don't know what the hell's up with this hotel that because it was bizarre as shit. They pull up. There's a beef oh, eater. Yeah. There's a beef eater like, who's the valet. Yeah, like the head valet, I guess. Yeah. There's a mariachi band playing outside. Mm-hmm. They go inside. There's a calypso, like steel drum band playing. Yes. It's and, and it's it, like Epcot yeah, Center all shoved <laughs> into one hotel. Yeah, it's. I don't know if there was like a UN convention. I don't going even know on. where they could have been. Like, I I want to go to a hotel that has beef eaters for valets. Me though. too. 
Because that would be awesome. Well, he wasn't even the valet. He just opened the door. Oh, he was the, he was a beef eater doorman. Well, he wasn't even a doorman. Well, he was a like a car doorman. Maybe he's like a he true just, valet. Like all not he did, a, like not a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But all he did was he like walked up to the cars and opened the doors on the cars. And that's yeah. all he did. The the regular valets did all the car driving. The actual mm-hmm. driving. Yeah, it's weird. I guess it would be tough to drive in that big hat. <laughs> Could be. He was also a great big fat person. Yes, he was. <laughs> He did look like an, he, he looked like an actual <laughs> beef eater. <laughs> he did an eater of beef. Yes, mini a T bone. <laughs> yeah. So they, uh, of course, all the bad guys show up there because they're listening in on every mother yeah, who has to speak out loud. Every yeah, time. yeah, like like the old lady who's God. O'Malley's mother who ends up being the go between because they think that they are not going to track her, but the bad guys are smart enough to find her too. Yes. And so they tell her like, okay, well, we're going to leave this message for blah 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 at. The hotel. So she's she see, hangs up the phone and goes, "Okay, the Weston Hotel. Ask for Andrea something. Mason Storm. Okay, and then of course the guys in the car are like, yeah, we got it. Yeah, they're like so. Ex- they're like they're funny because they're so excited to go murder somebody. They are just like, yes, we get to murder somebody. Oh man, this is the best." But they, uh, so of course, they're all at the hotel before Steven Seagal gets there. Then he sends Color the Brock. She does the message. Everyone sees her. And then Seagal gets Seagal vision, of course, and says, Something's amiss. And he sees, and he sees one of the dudes that he wrecked earlier but did not kill. Well, I like that he's kind of like pre casing the joint. Like, how can I wreck this place? Should I yeah. have to? <laughs> oh, and then, of course, there's some they, glass over there. What I love is they've all got guns pulled on them when they get them surrounded and they're like, Don't move, Mason. You're done. And. Then he just kicks one guy through a window, and none of them shoot at him. They're just like, "Oh shit, oh shit!" He kicked, he broke a window or well, something. They had a lot of Man, that guy's got balls. Wow! And then he grabs the guy, you know, does the whole hold him by the shoulder and hold him like by the back of the belt, and just rams him through another window. And then they just kind of run out. Like the geography gets all messed up yeah. of this place, but they're somehow able to run out. And the guy and the guys that are chasing him are like, "Oh shoot, we just no, we can't get him." Just can't get him. He's just too, too fast. Yeah. He's hard he's, to kill. He's too he's hard, so hard to kill. To kill. Yeah. But it's like they don't even bother shooting at him or anything. They're just like, nope. Yeah, yeah never mind. You're wasting your bullets. Yeah. And meanwhile, um, O'Malley has picked up the kid. They're at the train station. And they're ready to go. And of course, giant Native American dude shows up who is played by uh, Branscombe Richard, who is also uh, Lorenzo Lamas, his best buddy in Renegade. Mm-hmm. So call back to last week, but... Yeah, he's. What's funny about that is like the other guys are like, "Hey, so that really doesn't look like your son. That kid looks more like Mason Storm. Maybe we should kill you both." And then, let's the, get him. and then the big guy is just like, "Let's cut this bullshit. Just fucking kill these guys." <laughs> like he gets all pissed that everyone's wasting time. Why are you doing all this talking? Let's talk more. Kill. So of course they tell the kid to run. O'Malley gets a good shot in on him with a suitcase, like clocks him right in the chest. That was a good one. Yeah, it's a good move. Runs out, gets shot, takes one of them down. Yeah, well, he does he some wild firing with his revolver. Yeah. Just, I think he's just trying to distract him, but he ends up catching one guy in the shoulder. Yeah. And, and the kid, of course, as all kids in movies do when they're told to run, stops and watches mm-hmm. yeah. until O'Malley gets killed. And then he's like, oh, shit. Well, I like, well, well O'Malley well, gets shot. Yeah, yes. he gets shot, and then he, stand, oh, he grabs a tire iron, and he's like, 
I love you, Sonny. And goes running towards the guy. The guy shoots him again, and he still bashes him over yeah, the head. Yeah, he still whacks him right in the face. Satisfying with the tire. clank noise. Oh, yeah. that, that one was of the a better good tire one. Iron and then falls down. Yeah, because he caught him like with he had the L shape pointed toward the dude. Yeah, mm-hmm. so which he, is always better. Yeah, Clong. Yeah, he he cracks that guy and dies. So the kids running around get chased by by sleazy dude and Indian dude. They uh. Like they get end up in an alley, and Seagal has meanwhile has pulled up immediately at the proper time. Sure, he's like Sonny, Sonny. Plot time. Hey, yeah. son, how you doing? Oh, I got yeah. these guys. <laughs> Sonny. So he's chasing him down while they're chasing the kid. The you know catches up to one dude and just fucking breaks his leg right there. Yeah. Just like snap. Yeah. And the guy's like, "Oh my god, my leg!" And he, <laughs> he throws, throws him in a dumpster. <laughs> and the best part is, as they're running away, <laughs> the guy in the dumpster's like, "My fucking leg! My god, <laughs> leg broke! You broke my leg! Why did you break my leg?" The guy's just like, and, and, and his buddy, like the Indian guy, is just like, "Ah, oh, fuck, whatever." Still got to catch this kid. And of course, eventually, just as he catches up to the kid, is when Seagal catches up to him and. Proceeds to start throwing him through a everything in Chinatown, mm-hmm. and the best part—they get him. They he, like he shoves him up against some booth, and the, you can hear the guy behind the counter going, "No, no, not here! No, not here! Please, no!" <laughs> no, no, no. He, like that like, guy's been in a Seagal movie before. <laughs> yeah. This is my life savings. No. Yeah. <laughs> this is the only thing I have to keep me going. I so, don't of have course, insurance. And so, so of course, a, what does Seagal do? Throws him right into the booth yeah. and proceeds to smash the entire. And then there's a of crowd it. gathered around, and he just ends up like I don't know if he chokes the dude out, like uh, you know, well strangles him, or if he actually yeah. Well, his what back, happens but. is he like he breaks his hand the same way he yeah. broke it when they were when his wife was murdered, right? So he knows he's like I know you, mm-hmm. and then the I recognize like, that hand. Yeah. And then he chokes him out, yeah. and then he, he he yeah he just kind of strangles him. He doesn't even give a satisfying neck snap, right? He just kind of puts him in a sleeper hold and yeah. Well, not not really. It looks like he's about to like literally tear his head off, but sure. we were hoping. Yeah, we were hoping for something, but no. Yeah, but then he We were and hoping the son... for like the roadhouse throat grab type <laughs> thing, you know. Yeah. Well, he and the son reunite while dead guys there and like yeah. all of Chinatown is standing around going, "Did, did he just Holy murder shit, that guy? Did he just murder that, that guy?" <laughs> And then he puts like a, a generic, death mask. Yeah, like some sort of like generic kabuki looking mask. Somebody out. in the background goes, Oh, the demon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is that just, what he said? Yes. Okay. Just because. Yeah, it's weird. And then, then they get to he like Kelly LeBrock, of course, conveniently pulls up in a van right sure. then. And he's like, Son, go with her. Yeah. I gotta go do a thing. And he's like, Dad, I haven't seen you in seven years. He's like, I know. Yeah. Um we'll get to it. Uh, we'll I'll back. We'll get to that whole reunion thing in a Murder first. Yeah. So he goes to Dude, Trent's, Trent's house now, finally, for the final death tally, which yeah. really, there's really only like four guys left. I There's not many there, dudes there are, left. There are six guys, including Trent. Okay. There's four guys playing pool, and he just oh, kind of yeah, wanders yeah. in the room. <laughs> and, you know, all of them are armed, but they're like, no, nah, we want to fight. Mm-hmm. They're all playing pool, and you're like, oh, God, some guy is going to get cracked over the head with a pool cue, which... Oh, yes. Yep. Yeah, and then Seagal does the same thing he did in the store, where he's like, you guys are... You guys are thinking it's not fair that I got a gun, so I'm just going to put the gun away. And now you guys got to come to me. Yeah. Come to, come to me. Aikido here. Aikido, come on. Well, well he, doesn't he go, somebody give me a cue? Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. And one guy attacks him and immediately gets it taken away. Oh, Cracks no, another dude in the face. Yeah. Oh, he had a, he had some sort of smarmy line yeah. for that. that I, I, I can't remember what it was, but. Mind if I break? Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I wish. I, I think I it was wish. something similar. He might have said that in Out oh, for Justice, that's actually, because I know there's a scene in Out for Justice where he destroys a bunch of guys around a pool table also. Yeah. 
but yeah, the other guy snaps snaps his cue in half, does the whole two handed like it's almost like an Indiana Jones type thing because he's swinging him around like ah, and then Seagal just does one <laughs> whack right in the forehead, and the guy fucking drops. drops yeah, it was beautiful. And then like the quasi leader of this little gang gets a yeah. broken in half pull cue to the throat for to his trouble. Neck. Yeah. And he and realizes that he well, he looks at his eyes and he recognizes yeah. that he's the guy who actually killed his wife. Not only that, but like the way he falls over, I was just expecting him, even though he's dead, he just falls over completely backwards, bent at the knees. I'm like, yeah. John Travis, that motherfucker. <laughs> they're hanging, oh, they're hanging out right there. No, but As yeah, he, he, does, he, does he say, hits him right in the deck and the guy's like, <laughs> yeah. and he does say before he falls, uh, or Mason Storm does, he says, this is for my wife. Fuck you and die. <laughs> Which honestly is probably the most realistic piece of dialogue in the movie. Oh. In any Because you know what? If someone had killed my wife, that would probably be what I'd tell them. Yeah, but while Fuck he's, you and die. While he's getting the death gurgle, you just you yeah. haul off and wail him in the boys. No. Instead right he kicks him right in the face. Yeah. And then the guy drops back. Mm-hmm. He's done. That's what I'm saying. Then, and then Seagal just fucks with this last guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he writes like, I don't know You're why, next. but in, in one room he writes, oh, yeah. anticipation of death is worse than death itself. <laughs> <laughs> and then another one just writes, You're next on the wall. And the guy's like walking around freaking out. Yeah. And he messes with him a little yeah, bit. And, and then he, the guy gets into the main hallway and he's like, he kind of sneaks up behind him and he's like, How's it feel to know you're going to die? And the guy immediately like unloads his gun, yep. shoots all his bullets, so it all comes out and just whoops his ass. <laughs> Basically, yeah. John Tra- He does John Travis, that guy, doesn't mm-hmm. he? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Gives right him a good stones. swift kick to the balls, and then finally is like, it's time to find Senator Trent. Yeah. And then he just walks around like, Yeah. Marco. <laughs> he, gets, he gets very cavalier at this point. It's really yeah, weird. Yeah. He kind of quits giving a shit real it's, quick. Yeah. It's so strange. It's like, this is like the final guy, and you're just being like, Ah, come out and play. <laughs> it's just yeah. it's weird. He finds him in a closet and almost gets shot. Almost, yeah. He basically immediately pulls off this sawed-off shotgun, and sticks mm-hmm. it in his face, but you know he's got sick all reflexes yeah. and dodges out of the way. And he's like a cat. Pretty much immediately takes the gun from him and shoves, shoves it in his mouth, in his mouth violently breaking teeth. And yeah, everything else. The guy's got bloody lips all oh, around the barrel. This is yeah. This is William Sadler, which is just kind of funny at this point. Mm-hmm. Leads him downstairs. Yeah. Dude's just sitting there in a bathrobe. Yeah. Almost like... And then he's like, I'm not going to kill you. I really, 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 really want to kill you. But it's probably worse if you end up going to prison. Yeah. <laughs> he tells him... What does he say? A little white uh, guy like you. You're going to have a hard time being anal retentive after yeah. that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is another pretty good <laughs> that's, line. I got to admit, that's, that's, that's one of the best awesome. anal rape jokes I've heard in a long time. <laughs> not going to lie on that one. Yeah. And then, of course, as he's like getting, like, he's gonna, he's telling him to handcuff himself. And William said, what is he? He tries to hit him with the, the, the poker fire from poker, the fireplace. Yeah. And it doesn't work. I was like, what the fuck? He gets wrong cracked in the face with the shotgun for his troubles on that one. Yeah. He? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. And then, then, like, the entire police force shows SWAT up. SWAT teams there. Yeah. Like, put the gun down, Storm. And then finally, like, and Kelly just yelling in the back, like, like and no, like, holding him back. Yeah. She's like, don't. And it's finally, like the, like the one rational like sergeant walks in. He's like, "All right, guys, simmer down, storm. We got the tape. We know this guy's guilty. Yeah. He's under arrest. Everybody else, just chill the fuck out." Well, I love it. <laughs> like you know, to generate suspense, they don't say that yeah, right yeah, away. They're just like, "Put the gun down." Yeah, just put, put, put it down. put it down. <laughs> yeah, but they why don't they just come out and tell him, "Hey, we know." I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like when they bust in, be like, "Dude, we know." Yeah, we know. We know what's up. Somehow they have to build suspense. Yeah. yeah. 
But yeah, yeah, that's so, basically it. Movie so over. yeah, they, he gets arrested. The senator gets arrested. He hugs with the kid mm-hmm. and the and Kelly the Brock, who I guess is the kid's new mom now. Yeah, upgrade. Yep, and yeah, happiness. Yeah, no fade to credits though. No. If they had freeze framed, maybe, but nope. But kick in the wailing guitars, some more smoky sax. Yeah, very mm. 80s music. God, this soundtrack is so by the numbers. I, yeah. I had forgotten about that too. It's, it's kind of awesome. I love I love like Miami Vice wannabe. Yeah. Well, I just love Smokey Sax that announces that a sex scene is coming. <laughs> or like any time that he yeah. would show any affection towards her, you'd hear the sax kicks in. Yeah. All right, well let's rate this bitch. We we yeah. talked a lot about our nineteen ninety opus. Yeah. Oh <sighs> so wanted and to bring a five jocks movie. I know. We were really but this I have forgotten how much dead time there yeah, is in this, this movie. Is, I'm and afraid this is, this is not a five jocks movie. No, this is a three. Yeah. Because the wrecking that he does, that third act is good. Mm-hmm. Though I still wanted a better death for the one guy he strangles. But the mm-hmm. dude getting yeah. the pool cue is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. The the two one-liners that he gets, the I'm going to take you to the blood bank and you can have a <laughs> tough time being in or retentive there, are pretty yeah. awesome. But yeah, it's it's only a three. Because yep, I have to concur. There's too much dead space, and just is a lot of dead space. But I mean, it's like the the wrecking kind of makes up for it more than like Snake Eater did, because at least this is satisfying. Mm-hmm. You know, where Snake Eater was like, oh, okay, yeah. I guess they're dead now, kind of off camera. At least yeah. this builds to you know being worth the really long wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't decide if I wanted to give it a a two or a three. That second act just just killed it for me. It does. And did you fall asleep? Be honest. Uh, a little bit because yeah, you were pretty quiet. Yeah, I mean there was nothing to talk about really. Yeah, I know. In that, uh, there, you know, I I drifted off for a couple minutes during that. During That's the, the sad forty-five thing is you, minutes you of the second anything. act. You missed yeah. him like training, and I her, realized I realized her being in our the worst discussion ever. that I didn't miss a damn thing. Nope. And you know, I I've seen there are way better Steven Seagal movies out there. Yeah. Way more. We should have watched more Marked for Death. Worthy. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure Marked for Death is pretty much all throughout action. Yeah. See, but I could be wrong because I thought this one the was. The funny thing is, is, I think I remember it being out for justice. So I, you know. One of them. Yeah. At this point, they like all kind of sort of run together. Yeah. But I know that there's, I know that there are better Steven Seagal movies out there. Definitely. Um, Under Siege. Yeah. And this one just. <sighs> shit, yeah. I, I just couldn't really. I can't really give it that much praise, so I'm going to stick with a two jocks on it. Yep. I'd love to give it a better score because I'd love God, for it I to be a better I wish could have gone movie. out with a bang. Yeah, well. We had a pretty amazing 80s, though. Do we watch Stone Cold next week? <laughs> <laughs> I was saying, we had a pretty amazing 80s. I mean, we, had, we, had, we had Invasion USA. We had Order of the Black Eagle. I mean... Yeah. I know Death Stalker. Yeah, Death fucking Stalker. I mean, that's stalker three five jocks movies in a ten-episode run. Mm-hmm. That's... Yeah. So. And bulletproof was close too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God. Yeah. So I I I I'm okay with it. Yeah. I'm not disappointed totally. Yeah. But I expected I guess I am disappointed. <laughs> yeah, interesting. This was on Amazon Instant Watch. Yeah. Yes. On Amazon Prime. If you're a Prime subscriber, you get it free. I think it's on Netflix also though. I don't think it was on the streaming, no. Really? Okay. No. Bummer then. All right, but All yeah, right. it was a. We want to also note it was a Warner Brothers movie, not MGM's. But that <laughs> was our, our first clue. We were like, "Uh oh, we may problem. have some trouble here." But yeah, we uh, we're gonna be back with a uh, 
voicemail extravaganza. We'll be back All in right. the second half. All right, welcome back. Hey, Bamcast. second half. For some halfing the second time. For some half. What? What? For some half. Is that half. a two? That, hey, I forgot to mention. Uh-huh. You had when we started? No. Oh. No. Um, Chuck, not here. Oh, yeah, Chuck. He well, caught who? nerd flu at Chicago Comic Con. <laughs> oh, yeah. As we, if we, you guys couldn't you tell. See, we hire an intern, and then he starts taking vacation time. <sighs> yep, and he gets sick, so he has to take yeah. more vacation. Two weeks running, man. He's on, know. like... Family medical leave of absence <laughs> yeah. or something. If he, if he hasn't been, he had has he had he been here ninety days? Could I, he, not I, even. No, we should maybe we could fire. We him. We might have to put him on probation. We don't have to. We Chuck, don't have if to. you're listening to this, oh wait, <laughs> <laughs> he can't. Yeah, hear. he can't hear. That's why he's not here. Yes, yeah. here, here. Um, but yeah, hey, if I he's mean, if he skips no quarters next week, we may have to have a come to Jesus if, meeting. If with he's him. within ninety days, we can fire him without cause. That is true. Huh? But then again, he's an intern, so we oh. don't really fire him, do we? Uh, y- yes. I guess there's just less paperwork. We, we do we just yeah, call security and escort him to yeah. the door. So but, anyway. but we do get to call him into But no, into hopefully he office. will be back for our next episode in a couple weeks. Yeah. And for no quarters next week. Oh. Yeah. So I heard that we got some voicemails. We did. We did. Uh, first one going back uh, almost a week ago now from like time of recording here. No uh, this is from Ed B87. Hello, gentlemen. Ed B87 once again, slowly but surely catching up to you guys and your podcasting glory. Um, I had an idea the other day. I uh, bought two movies, actually three technically, but I didn't realize until I got home that two of the three had Christopher Lambert in them. So I figured you might want to talk about how awesomely whatever Lambert is. And... It also got me thinking maybe you guys could do a crossover of some sort, like a No Quarters, BMF cast, movie review of a game movie. Just a thought. Anyway, you guys take it easy, and I'll talk to you later. Keep doing what you're doing. Bye. Um, it's right. Lombard. You mean Christoph Lombard? Christoph Lombard. We haven't had an episode with him since, like, Fortress, right? Hi, Chris Lambert. Which was, like, episode uh, 13 or something? Yeah, it's been a long time. It's been a while. Yeah, he we was in like seen he was in a couple oh, wow. early on. He was in Southland oui. Tales, oui. and then he was in Fortress Boots. See, man, are we ever going to do Highlander two? Uh, okay, should we do Highlander two? Here's the thing about Highlander two: is I like Highlander two if you watch the Renegade yeah. director's cut one. How many versions of Highlander two are there? That's like, the only one I really know about because I, I know I saw the original way back in VHS days and. You know, it was like, oh, okay, I think that... is that one where they've just, like, destroyed all copies and they only put out the Renegade cut now? I, I think so. I mean, I don't find the Renegade cut that bad. I mean, like, it's a much better movie than the other one, so... Mm-hmm. But uh, it's still not as good as the first Highlander. No, no. Yeah. I mean, not that, like, Highlander 1 is, like, a masterpiece by any stretch of the imagination, but it's pretty... Christopher Lambert would Lombard. argue Christophe with Lombard. that. Yeah, he'd just retreat, but... Fucking Frenchie. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but um, as far as video game movies, yeah, there's still a few. We did, yeah, we did the Wizard. We did uh, Super Mario, Super Mario Brothers. Brothers. I think it was 47 or 48 somewhere mm-hmm. in there. We still Super haven't entered the realm of Uwe Bowl, which 
I know. He's got a bunch. There's also um, Dead or Alive. There's also... Uh, Wait, wasn't that a Louis Paul? No? No, oh, he did no. House of the Dead. That's right. Yeah, yeah okay. There's... Um, there's a bajillion, you know... Uh, there's Street Fighter the movie. There's also Street Fighter Chun-Li. Chun-Li. Yeah, we started to do a, a, a in-theater Banff cast. Yeah, we almost but. went and did that, but that was too early on. Yeah. It was too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Yeah, so there are, so, and I'm sure there are plenty of other video movies we could think of. There's, I mean, that are not honestly, Ball. it's almost, if we did the first one, it would be a Christoph Lambert movie, but Mortal Kombat 2, the movie, oh, God. hilariously bad. Oh, yeah. Hilariously bad. Is Lambert in that one? No, he's in the first oh, he's, one. okay. Yeah. But yeah, that one's uh, just so atrociously bad and hilarious. Is that Paul W.S. Anderson or someone else? I think he did the first one. I yeah. don't think he did I, the I know one. he did the first one. I couldn't remember if he did the second one or not. Think it's, I could look this up, but I don't care. Yeah. Either way, it's shitty. Yeah. So well, yeah, there's, just, there's plenty. I just but... like that they work in a way to have female mud wrestling for absolutely no reason whatsoever. Hell yes. Yeah. So did Deathstalker, and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I don't know if we do a No Quarters crossover, but we can, we definitely, we're due for another video game movie, that's for sure. Sure, sure. Yeah. So okay. maybe, maybe, maybe now that we're not following the year anymore we might be able to do some of that stuff and we cross over plenty anyway yeah yeah all right so, so uh next one from sunny california as yes, speaking of not naming your kid sunny <laughs> i don't know if, <laughs> that's just what we're calling him we don't know if this is real name if his name is sunny california then that's kind of awesome sunny it's short for sunneth yes it's like indiana jones only backwards hey bmf yeah this is sunny california again calling you because you requested but uh, more to more to the point, um, I would like to thank you again for your recommendations on samurai and western films, um, and I would like to wish you good luck in finding a good five jocks movie for the nineties, uh, well for nineteen ninety that is. Y'all have a good one. Um, don't watch Punch unless you really have to. Thanks. Uh, thanks, uh, Sunny. As far as what we're calling you, <laughs> works for me. Sunny Dale, California. <laughs> short for Sunneth. Yeah. No, uh, um, he also um, we cut out. There was a there was a topic in there. Um, I just don't know that we're not particularly prepared to answer. it. We're not prepared. And we're not, and even looking over a list of movies, kind of cheating. It, basically, he well, just going to say it. He was he was basically asking about adaptation of Shakespearean works, but not not even like direct adaptations. Yeah, you know, more like uh, saying like uh, what was it? Like Ron. Ron is based on King Lear and. Yeah. There's like a ten things I hate about you is based Taming on Henry the Fourth. Yeah. Apparently, uh, my own private Idaho was based on Henry the Fourth, which yeah. I've never, I know nothing about either. So, uh, you've not seen my own private Idaho? No. Oh, okay. I've seen it. I had no I've, idea it was based on that. I've made plenty of jokes about it, but I've never actually seen it. Sure. <laughs> you know, because that's what I do. <sighs> okay. Yeah. I, I just I don't know that I'm. You know, obviously there's the big ones. There's West Side Story. You know. And yeah. You can find a trillion Romeo and Juliet yeah, exactly. adaptations. So. so. I just Sorry. don't know that we're not we're not overly we're not exactly Shakespearean trained. I I've read things, but I couldn't. Have, <laughs> I'm I'm bad with like well, if you don't like tell me it's an adaptation. I a lot of times I won't pick up on it. Yeah. <laughs> that goes for almost pretty anything. Much. You know, even if I've read it straight up. Yeah, know. Titus was pretty crazy though. Yeah, but so, again, that's like a but that's kind up, of a direct. One, yeah, that's so. a direct one. Just alt, you know, change the location. Yeah, minimize it. Whatever. So moving on. Yeah, Mike from Pittsburgh. Hi guys, this is Mike from Pittsburgh. Uh, my favorite 1990 movie is my favorite movie period, which is Miller's Crossing. It's uh, great to look at. It's exciting. It's uh, romantic. It's violent. It's uh, unpredictable. It's got a language of its own. 
much like myself. Also, my favorite bad movie for 1990 is, of course, The Final Sacrifice, directed by uh, Southern Alberta Institute of Technology's greatest director of that era, uh, Jardis Gradanus. And I especially love it because they built this entire city, and then they didn't use it in the movie, except over the opening credits for no apparent reason. I appreciate properly ending a a voicemail. No, Miller's Crossing. That's a yeah. Great, Miller's Crossing's awesome. That's a great, great choice for 1990. Mm-hmm. Can't argue um, with that. Final one. Sacrifice. I didn't realize that's in the bottom hundred of IMDb at number 17. Mm. So damn. Wow. <laughs> we may have to give that one a shot. Yeah. I'm even though I said it, I'm never going to try to uh, pronounce the director's name without listening to that voicemail a hundred more times because I would just butcher that. But yeah, no. He he called back with a very very quick voicemail, which we'll skip. Uh, it was over the closing credits that they used the city that they built, not the opening credits. He corrected himself, but we'll save you the time. Yeah, that that's amazing that they spend the time to build a whole city and then didn't credits. use it. Yeah, could be worse. Could do World at Waterworld and build the city like two three times. Uh, <laughs> anyway, are we ever gonna uh, watch Waterworld? Water you know, I was watching a few minutes of it. It's too long. Cute. Yeah, I think it's that's really fucking long. Yeah, and, and and that's the thing is like to me that movie was like if it didn't have that that level of talk about it about oh this is such a disaster you know mm-hmm. it's just a movie it's it's, an, it's an average average blah, you know it's like okay that was a movie yeah <laughs> it's just no different like you know the same thing with Cutthroat Island it's like if that hadn't lost a boatload of movies it's like yeah that's a movie. Yeah. It's a pirate movie before if it wasn't pirate is, is it the biggest flop ever still? Like I, I percentage so. wise, like percentage I wise, I think I, it, it might be. So. It's not that great, but it's not. I mean, it's you, you can do worse, especially yeah. before Pirates of the Caribbean. We've there, seen were, worse. there were no pirates yeah. movies. Well, that's you know? because it kind of killed them. Yeah. yeah. Well, We've, I'm just saying, like, I mean, you can't think of. I, I can't think of any other pirate movies even before that that were yeah. like that level of like. Let's try to take pirate action to explosive craziness. You know. <laughs> yeah. Swashbuckling before that. Right. Right. Anyway. Another voicemail. Hey, BMF guys. This is Sun California again, putting in double duty overtime. I just finished watching Law Abiding Citizen. I would like you to talk about Law Abiding Citizen. I felt like it was a very big letdown with no moral story, with nothing really done. It was almost kind of like an excuse for explosions. Maybe you should watch it for a movie. Maybe not. Um, also, on a happier note, just talk about robot jocks then. Just, just do it. Do it. Fucking robot jocks. Um, and one last suggestion for the movies to watch. Volcano High. The Korean kung fu drama about high school where people have superpowers because they're that good at kung fu. Um, be sure to watch the American voiceover one. That way you get Little John as the main character. I'm not kidding. Have a nice day. Yeah, Volcano High sounds kind of awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. we, we might have to check that one out. But uh, Law Abiding Citizen, I believe we talked about it on episode forty-two. I think that's and there right. There might have been another one a little yeah, later I, on. I think I watched it after. Like you guys, for whatever reason, watched it the same week. Just yeah, somehow, it just happened that way. Yeah. And then we were. It, I, it was the week I that we were in, dating. What? It was the week that we were dating. Hmm. Yeah, it was awkward for a little while after that. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, um, BJ and I kind of liked it disappointed by the ending yes. but knew that that's kind of where it had to end up because mm-hmm. they kind of box themselves into a corner i didn't hate it 
I'm trying to even remember how I felt about it. I think I was just kind of like, meh, it was a movie. I didn't hate it. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I was more yeah, positive. Yeah, it's definitely I'm... one of those where, like, you can't think about any of it logically or else it falls apart completely. Yeah, because I think a lot of it, I think, was really just really forced. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it is fun to kind of see, like, I. it's kind of fun, but it's kind of frustrating in that there's really nobody to root for. Right. Though you can see both sides of the story, you know, but it's kind of... It's one of those really morally ambiguous movies, which kind of, I think, frustrated a lot of people. Yeah. Because a lot of people, are, they wanted to latch on to to um, Gerard Butler's character, but he's kind of a dick about how he's going about things. Yeah. yeah. And same with Jamie Foxx. It's like, you can't really root for him either, because he's kind of a kind of a dick, too. So. Yep. He's I'd, of, rather t- I'd rather do Taken. <laughs> yeah. Straight, clear cut. You took yeah. my daughter. I'm going to make you hurt. Yeah, yeah, because they give both sides redeeming qualities, yeah. so it's kind of it's good and it's bad. But I don't know. We didn't mind it, but we did, certainly didn't hate it. But yeah, check out Forty Two. I think we talk a little bit more extensively about it in the second half. And it's a good discussion, full of insight and wit. <laughs> yes, just like that description just was. Speaking right. of insight and wit, let's listen to the last voicemail. Last voicemail, gentlemen, Jonathan. So, nineteen ninety movies, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because it's good, bad, Dick Tracy because it's terrible, bad, and Die Hard 2 because it's the worst thing ever. Later. You son of a bitch. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. Die Hard 2, really? Wow. Worst thing ever. Die Hard 2 gets such a bad rap. Well, first off... Watch Die Hard 2 again. First off, there's Hitler, and number two, Die Hard 2 is the same movie as Die Hard 1, so that's like saying Die Hard 1 is the worst thing ever. Yeah, but, I mean, it's got... Just, <laughs> just individual scenes in that movie are amazing. Uh-huh. As a whole, yes, it's a more of the same sequel. It's, it is, but more of the same isn't bad in Die no. Hard. But there are some awesome setups in there, and there are some good villains. And it's I have to remember which like like the the jet uh, like the ejector seat sequence is mm-hmm. awesome. The whole snowmobile chase stabbing is a awesome. dude with an icicle. Yes. Yeah. Like, seriously, dude, watch Die Hard 2 again, because it gets a bad rap. Yeah. Oh, that one. Okay. Yeah. D- fuck you. See, all right. So, <laughs> so my, my thing is, like, I, I like all four Die Hard movies, but I would put Die Hard 4 way below even Die Hard 2. Oh, yeah. Like, that's, that's the worst of the series, and I still like it. Yeah. You know? So. And 3, I like, I'm still amazed there are people that hate Die Hard 3. Because they're idiots. Yeah. I, here's like, they're goddamn one, idiots. Here it goes. I, it is Die Hard 1, Die, die hard. hard 3, Die Hard 2, Die Hard, yeah. uh, Live Free or Die Hard. Right. So that's your order. That works. Yes. And you know what? Being number 4 on that fucking list still... ain't so fucking bad. <laughs> you're among good company when you're on no that No kidding. List. Yeah. But no, also, um, Dick Tracy, yeah, it's kind of... It is pretty awful. Yeah. It's just weird. Well, Dick Tracy is one of those it's cases where... Weird. And it's one where the marketing completely sold that movie wrong. Yeah. but They tried to make it like Batman. But the thing is, is like the thing about Dick Tracy that I think pisses me off more than most other quote-unquote bad movies is I hate it when you just... You throw a boatload of talent at a movie and you make something that inept. Yeah. I mean, because star-wise, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean... And well, aside from Madonna, well, yeah, you know, but I'm just saying, like, I mean, it did Al give Pacino, the world Dustin Vogue. Hoffman, you know, I mean, it's, you know, it's just <laughs> yes, it gave the world Vogue, yeah. But now, Dick Tracy, yeah, I can't really defend that one. Um, they, though it does have people that love it, 
I really, I need to see it again. I haven't seen it in but it a solid a, 20 years. It has an annoying kid. That's its oh, biggest flaw. Oh, see, I don't even remember there no, being a kid. No, you do it. not want to watch it again because that kid is fucking annoying. Mm. And but I think yeah, he's just called Kid. Yeah, it's been a solid 20 years since I've seen it. Yeah. But, and Ninja Turtles. I like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I love the first one. I page. recall yeah. enjoying it greatly last time I saw it. Yes, the first one was a lot of fun. Two is an atrocious piece of shit, <laughs> but it has vanilla ice in it. Go ninja, yes. go and ninja. three is surprisingly fun. Like they, I've never seen three. Three is actually kind of amazing. I remember fun. seeing. I saw two. I saw one and two in the theater. Mm-hmm. And after two, I was like, "Oh, come on!" Three is surprisingly really fun. It's it's like the Turtles in Time movie you wanted to see. And there's still some pretty good puppetry effects going on yeah. in the at least the first Turtles movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because those those suits were built by Henson, right? Uh, sure. Yes, maybe. I'm pretty I don't sure know. they were. I think so. Yeah. So of course they were good. At least Stan Winston. Yeah. You know, so all right. So now with voicemails out of the way, right. dude, we saw Conan. Wait, we got we got an email. First. What? One email first, dude. One email. We got an email. <laughs> One email first, and then we. We'll, I promise we're going to get to the Conan. If I can we're wasting up. too much time on our fans. If I can pull up one. <laughs> Don't you email. ever say that. <laughs> Even if I want to fight one of them for calling Die Hard 2 the worst thing ever. We're going to... Jay McFarlane... Jonathan is going to get uh, a punch in the nuts. Oh. Dude, Die Hard 2, so much better okay. than people remember. Okay, so one email. We got an uh, email from uh, Walter. 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 I don't know that we were clear, but we are we are stopping the episode to year train at 1990. Um, we didn't get our Five Jocks movie, but... It's time to move on. Let's just let's just randomize the order of the movies again. But mm. so he sent in a boatload of movies, uh, ninety you know ninety one movies as a suggestion. Probably the ones we'll pull out and maybe possibly visit again later. Uh, we've got Beastmaster two, which is spectacularly terrible. Mm-hmm. Double Impact, yeah, you know I, yeah. I remember that being kind of forgettable, like Cyborg Van Damme movie. But Showdown in Little Tokyo, mm-hmm. we need to visit that movie. Okay, uh, I, I believe that's. Uh, Dolph Lundgren's follow-up to I Come in Peace with uh, the late, great Brandon Lee. Wait, what? Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, it's not like a direct sequel, but it's just, I believe that was the next movie he made. Maybe, uh, maybe not a sque- squeezed Universal Soldier in between them, but uh, let's see. Yeah, we might have to watch that next. Oh, wait, it's 91. We yeah. can't watch it next. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can. We could. I suggested that we go all the way up to... Uh, present day? Yes, all the way up I, to uh, present day. Yeah, and then he also recommends Highlander too. All the way Speaking of Highlander two, so yeah. we may we may visit Highlander two at some point. Uh, we'd have to try to probably try to find the theatrical cut because I think if we're going to rip the movie up, we have to watch the one that is what it was presented. It. What was presented to the world, and the world went, huh? Mm-hmm. So not yeah. when they try to fix it 10, 15 years later. Yeah, but we're missing out on some newer stuff too. Like Priest is out. We should probably give that a shot because I've heard that's either like super atrocious or. Sort of fun, atrocious. Yeah, but see, these are also the same people that saw Legion were like, this piece of shit, the worst thing ever, terrible, everything. It's like, you know what? It's our our low grade B movies are just becoming a cut above like what they used to be, and yeah. they're actually getting theatrical releases on a person or two you've heard of in them. Because Legion <laughs> was just like a fun B ish movie, you know? Yeah, I, I imagine Though there Priest are people that definitely way. despise I, Legion. I understand, and that, I can understand yeah. it, but I don't know. I mean, I it's, can too. It's just it's. For me, it was so middle of the road that it wasn't despisable, but it wasn't really particularly lovable either. Yeah, I, I mean, to me, it was like it was an interesting distraction. Move along, you know. Yeah, it's, but priest, the whole concept of that one looks even more ridiculous. Sure, 
Like Paul Bettany action star, I still haven't quite figured out. <laughs> I don't either. You know? I don't know this either. But but yeah, uh, there's that. Um had talk of Birdemic for a while. Yeah. There's there's just there's plenty of newer stuff we need to get back to. And then mm-hmm. there's plenty of stuff like sixties and seventies. You know, that there's that Doc Savage movie that uh there Green Cap sent us the clip of that I was like, okay, we need to see that at some point. Yeah, and one of these days we probably need to jump back like to a movie before like 70 even <laughs> probably uh, need to go to like something pretty old yeah, yeah. but anyway so so anyway, conan we saw friggin conan conan the barbarian 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 yeah bj saw it yes i saw it first he did see it a day before we did yes first asshole yes cancer aids so, so since I saw it first, I'm the preeminent expert on it. And, what is um, your what is your take on Conan the Barbarian? Conan the Barbarian, starring Barbarian. the dude from Game of Thrones or Stargate Atlantis. Sure. What? Okay. Jason Momoa. 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 The bad guy from Evader, from Jimmy C's Evader. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, it did have that guy as well. Um, Scarlet. <laughs> yes, Scarlet from GI Joe. Yep. And the chick from the last season of Alias. Um, and Froze McGowan. Made by the guy who made a bunch of crappy other remakes. Uh-huh. Like Texas Chainsaw, Chainsaw Massacre, which I hated, and Friday the 13th, which I never saw. Yeah. So. Uh, we should start by saying this is not a crappy remake. I didn't think so. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. It is a different movie. Yeah. That's for sure. Kind of, it it lives in the same neighborhood as the original Conan, but, you know, it's obviously... It, the plot is different. Um, this movie does not stop and ask for directions. It doesn't stop for gas. It doesn't stop to check the time. It I just fucking goes from start to finish. That. If they if they spend time establishing like where they're going, they spend like thirty seconds establishing. Maybe it. they do not waste any time on anything, and it rules. That is, <laughs> that it is rules. Also, it's great, but it's also one of the bigger problems that I had with this movie is like it. it it just kept going places for what seemed like no reason. And as much as doing this podcast has taught me to embrace whatever the movie actually is, it has also taught me to be slightly more snobbish about my movies, um, especially sitting next to you all these oh, really? years, Mackie. Yeah. So s- that kind of bothered me, whereas I don't think it would have bothered me before. It was just a little bit jarring. Like, all right, he's going to this place that looks like Angkor Wat. All right, okay, he's going to uh, this other place. And they they just don't care about why. Or I mean... I think it, the only example of that just, that really bothered me was they made a big deal. Like, he had to go over there and get, you know, find Thief Guy again so he could break into the bad guy's headquarters. Yeah. And does all that and gets up to the headquarters and goes, oh, fuck, they're riding off towards the skull thing. So it just... It was like yeah. a zero payoff sum for that. You yeah. Know, it was like they... They broke yeah. in and they go like, "Oh fuck, he just left." <laughs> that that was the one time like I was like, "Yeah, that, I mean, that's that's kind of what that I'm referencing." Yeah, that, it's, it's very much a roll with it movie. Yeah, yeah. where you just got to roll with it. Yeah, and it you know it that aside from that, fucking movie rocked. I mean, there was so much. I'm not gonna lie, action. I loved the hell out of the movie. I enjoyed that so much more than I expected to enjoy it. And and Dude's to me, it wrecked. gave it. What's that? Dude's got wrecked. Yeah, I mean, to me, that had everything you would want in a movie called Conan the Barbarian. Agreed. Even boobs, like within the first 10 seconds. Oh, yeah. They were throwing out the nudity. Loved it. 
Yeah, plenty of nudity. Plenty, even though it's digital blood, like CGI blood most of the time, which was kind of disappointing. It was still like dudes get wrecked in that movie. Yeah, like they enjoyed crushing skulls on screen. They sure did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, it's just it was crazy and fun in all the ways that I hoped it would be. Agreed. Yep. And Conan is such a gleeful asshole throughout yes. the movie. Woman, that, get on the horse. Yeah, that it's. It's just fun. And, and it's kind of, it's like, it's bad because it feels a bit misogynistic, but it's like, it, it goes so, is. yeah, but it goes so far that it, it becomes almost a parody of it to me. Okay. Oh, yes. I, I guess I can go with that. Yeah. But I mean, you have to, you have to look at when Conan was written. I mean, originally it was in, like either very late twenties or early, you know, mid early thirties, I think. Yeah. Actually it might've been 39, but yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, that's the period you're coming from. I mean, this was directed towards angsty teenage boys who wanted mm. an outlet from the great depression and shit like that. And here was an escapist novel about, you know, a evil crushing womanizing barbarian dude who mm-hmm. still had a heart of gold. Yeah. You know, and, but would who still had dudes. a moral compass. Yeah. <laughs> for the most part. Yeah. So yeah, it's just, yeah, this movie is a lot of fun and I don't understand supposed Conan purists who have such a problem with this. Yes. This is not Schwarzenegger. Yes, this is not the John Milius movie. This is, you you know, made a if very a, good point about it, though. Sorry. Go ahead, BJ. I was just going to say, if you're a Conan purist, Conan the Barbarian purist, mm-hmm. I want you to walk into your bathroom right now, look yourself, like, look in the mirror, <laughs> and say to yourself, I am a Conan purist, and try not to punch yourself in the goddamn neck. <laughs> well... No, what, no, why? you don't. You don't get to be a fucking Conan the Barbarian purist. <laughs> well, I don't mean simply the movie. I mean, there is a lot of yeah. lore behind right. that. There is you so don't much... get to be a fucking Conan the Barbarian purist. <laughs> okay. Okay, well, I mean, my thing... It's Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. Give it up. I'm just saying that it's, it's the same I'm as not, any other... I'm not mad at you. No, I'm it's just, the same as yeah. any other, like, comic or fictional character. I mean... Yeah. I'm, it's I'm, a it's a pulp character. It's like saying I'm a Doc Savage purist. Exactly, you know? and that's and that's what I'm saying. Yeah, punch yourself in the neck, and then okay. and then try to live with yourself <laughs> if you're a purist. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah, but I Harlow, you had a very good point about the old Conan movies. Yeah, in that most people haven't seen them for a while. Yeah, I, I honestly think that like because all right, I enjoy the original Conan movies. Here's the here's my problem. John Milius is Conan the Barbarian, the original one. Number one, Arnold Schwarzenegger didn't speak a lick of fucking English when he made that movie, so they gave him about eight lines total in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way he made that movie, it is fucking stark. I don't know when's the last time you've seen that movie, but there is like never more than 20 dudes in a scene in that entire fucking movie. Like they go to like Chicken Easter or something like that, and you know they have their one big final scene up on the on the pyramids but it's like the rest of the movie it's like it is fucking bleak there is like <laughs> nothing happening in that whole fucking movie and i think what happens is like people given time have melded the larger budget of conan the destroyer which sadly is a pg-13 movie and doesn't give you the bloodlust satisfaction mm-hmm. and taken the parts they liked about that and imagine the violence and the boobies from the first one and they've made this perfect conan movie in their head because I, i'm here to tell you it doesn't exist out of the out yeah. of the Schwarzenegger milieu, Cole is almost a closer to actual Conan adaptation in, in my mind. Mm-hmm. You know, and except, Cole, for, except for this, you know, yeah, Cole's fun. Yeah, and this one, yeah, but but I just everything about this movie was fun to me. 
even in the beginning when they have kind of the huge battle scene on, you know, at the barbarian camp mm-hmm. where, Oh dude, that was dope. Yeah. It's awesome. But I mean, there's a lot of that stuff that drives me crazy with shutter speed where they'll alter the shutter speed and it's just, it's tough to follow the action. And interestingly enough, as the movie goes on, that calms down and you get mm-hmm. longer takes and better cuts in the fight scenes. But I also want to mention, speaking of the early part of the movie, the kid who plays Kid Conan is friggin' awesome. He is. Like, that kid was almost more badass than Jason Momoa Conan. Yeah, when he spits that fucking egg out, which I knew was coming, <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't yeah, care. everybody knew it was coming. I didn't care. I was just like, I was like, how are they going to do it and make it be badass? Like, I didn't know if he was going to, oh. like, walk over to his father's hand and make him hold out his hand or... Like or it would have been it would have been cool if they again granted that this movie didn't slow down at any point in time but if they established one of those kids that was kicking and punching and trying to beat his way to the top if they'd mm-hmm. established a bully if he could have walked over to that kid's face and gone <laughs> and right, put the egg yeah, right in his face yeah. but I think at the, at the at the rate that that movie was moving they just wanted to get onto adult Conan. Yeah, I, I just I there's part of me that wishes they had stayed with him through. I know. I wish I could two thirds of the movie. I could have done like mm-hmm. another five minutes of him, and like I said, if they'd established a little bully role, and you know something like, because that could have actually there might be a director's cut. Honestly, that feels like mm-hmm. something that would have been there because it would it would establish the character is like throughout his whole life has had an obstacle that's a little bit hard for him to overcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, it's it's just it's fun action, mm-hmm. good bad guys, like just yes. enjoyable bad guys who you can't wait until they get their comeuppance. Yep. Which I'm not going to spoil anything, but I think they might get their comeuppance at some point. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I still don't quite understand the whole hate that's going around for it. I, don't I mean, either. I mean, I can like sucker punch. I could understand. I mean, sure. we, we kind of, we got, we found that there was stuff to enjoy in Sucker Punch. Yeah, and I would never stand up and defend that one. Yeah, but this one, I mean, I I would wholeheartedly recommend this for anyone that enjoys that type of movie. Yeah, basically, it's... Because yeah. it gave me everything I wanted out of it. There are the same people that are like, oh, fucking Expendables, Expendables was terrible. So if you're one of those assholes, oh. like, if you can't watch the Expendables and enjoy what that is, number one, you know, just grow a vagina and then, you know, but... <laughs> Number two, if 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 you, you just do can't, the opposite of manning up, <laughs> yeah, if you just can't enjoy, you turn off your brain enough and enjoy what Expendables is and a throwback to that type of era, you're not going to get anything out of Conan either. Well, I, I didn't even have to shut my brain off for Conan. No, it's it's not terribly written. It's not terribly anything. It's just it's a pretty good adaptation. It's of just a, a fast paced, crazy action mo- mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, and and I'll you know I I said I was probably not going to see it because of the director, but I think he did a great job on this yeah so i'll give him credit he found his place <laughs> yes because it's certainly not slow-paced horror movies i agree that i was very happy to see the the saving private ryan shuddery crazy fast cuts go away yeah and let us see what was actually happening so mm-hmm. but once that happened it definitely picked up and yeah and hey i like looking at rachel nichols i'm sorry yeah yeah, yeah. she's an attractive woman mm-hmm. rose mccallum is kind of hard to look at well, well she was freaky looking. Man. She was supposed to I didn't be. I didn't recognize her. I I don't know if I just haven't been looking at Rose McGowan enough lately. Or if my I, I think my frame of reference for Rose McGowan is like five, six, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone's is. I just was not expecting that weird 
the hairline messed with me yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, they, well she's made I, she's supposed to look inhuman. Yeah, I didn't mind like the the haircut per se, or like the weird skin tone, or the little sigils around her yeah. hairline, or the weird lips. Oh, and one one thing I'll say, you know, not to keep harping on the Rachel Nichols character, but I enjoyed the fact that while this movie was so deeply embedded in misogyny, that they didn't make her completely worthless. Oh, no. She no, actually no. fought back as, as best she could, being not super trained or anything. You know, she probably yeah. had a little bit of monk training, mm-hmm. air quotes on that. But, you know, they didn't make her completely worthless. Yes, she screamed when it was appropriate and things like that. But, you know, she, she tried to fight back a little bit. And, goddamn, I enjoyed the shit out of that sand creature fight. I thought that was awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was very cool. <laughs> so Easily one of my favorite fights in yeah. recent history. That was pretty awesome. Very well done. So, anyway. That's all I got to say about Conan. Yep. All right. We would recommend it. If we were giving jocks, I would probably give it four. Hmm. Yeah. Because it's not perfect, but it's pretty damn good. Yeah. I walked away feeling pretty damn good. good and and it's, went mm-hmm. back to playing this four-year-old Conan game yeah. on Xbox 360 <laughs> the next day. It's just a shame nice. it flopped so bad and we're not getting a sequel. Yeah. That is not that happening. sucks. Oh, well. Sorry, Lionsgate. We it tried. Did, we did paid. The- it did that bad, huh? Yeah, and then Stan Lee's yeah. trying to take all their money. That yeah, they it's spent, they, it cost $90 million and I think they made 10 Opening so, weekend, yeah. Yeah, so they better hope international is good. But well, yeah. and like I said, they may lose all their money anyway. Stan Lee basically sued them for using the name Conan Bar- the Barbarian, that subtitle. Whatever. We- weird, yeah, I know. Yeah. Why don't you give Jack Kirby some of that money, asshole? Oh, snap. Yeah. Dead. Anyway. I got so, nothing else. Yeah, I, yeah. I saw some other movies, but nothing like super noteworthy. Yep. So no watching more Mad Men. <sighs> yeah, you love your Mad Men. Oh, it's so good. But yes, that show is good. Um, but yeah, we're running long. So mm-hmm. um, no quarters next week. In two weeks, we'll figure out a movie that will not be from 1991. Hopefully, Sorry. our will be back. Yeah. yeah, Chuck better show the hell up. Well, I think in two weeks he probably will be. Hopefully, well, he better be there for no quarters. Yeah, also. yeah. So, wish Chuck uh, at Smarmy Jerkface on Twitter. Wish him a uh, a well getting bettering. Oh, and as far as somebody on Twitter said, um, talk of the Con of Dragons, the Dragon Con. Oh yes. Uh, yes. Oh god. I just I yes. Yeah. I, I am going. Steve B. Yeah, I am going. Uh, quite honestly, I've been so frazzled here lately. I haven't even attempted to like pull up the early schedule, so mm-hmm. I I can't say like necessarily what i'm looking forward to but honestly check with uh green capped yeah. on twitter because he seems to be the one who organizes all that sort of stuff and yeah if you're going and you want to like try to meet up i will probably take whatever opportunity he does to do a smack me in the face for saying this now but a tweet up so um, <laughs> i'm about to smack you in the face i didn't yeah. come up with the word yeah i am not going to the con of dragons this year uh due to some financial obligations and such that i could not escape from so it's people drilling in your mouth, isn't it? Yes, it is. It is men putting their instruments in my yeah. mouth. So I'm going to go get my uh, acupuncture needles and uh, put them in Chuck's ears and get him ready to go to Dragon Con. <laughs> yeah, we need to talk Chuck into going since I, I am not going because I have to go to a wedding Yeah, so that weekend. He, he's expressed the interest in, in possibly going, but he has to recover from Yeah, he, he got hit hard by the nerd flu this time, so... Dude. He should go to the Con of Dragons because he got the nerd flu so hard that he can't possibly <laughs> yeah. get it again. Just pump him full of airborne and send him there. Yeah. Emergency. I've been to some cons and I've never caught in the flu. Knock on plastic table. But yeah, but uh, get in touch with Harlow or Green Cap. Yeah. 
by the next time you hear a, a, a Bamcast, I will report back what what was seen. Do you want to give out your Twitter account? Uh, <laughs> Harlow37. There you go. Yeah. And Greencapped is predictably Green Greencapped. Capped. Yeah. So check with them if you're going. Um, but it's C-A-P-T like Captain. Yeah, you'll probably be able to find spot Harlow if you see someone with an exploding wallet t-shirt. Yeah, I haven't decided if I'm going to try to rock that the whole con because I'm not going to have oh. laundry facilities at my disposal this oh, time. Oh, so. that's not good. But yeah, you don't want to be that guy. No, no, no. I'm just saying like I will probably take two shirts, but there may be a day or two that I don't mm. have them on. So. Okay. I'll let you borrow one of mine. You may see a Bamfcast business card there, though. I will try to distribute them around to various... But yeah, if you're going, send us an email, um, Mm -hmm. and I'm sure Harlow will write you back, let you know where he'll be. Yep. Maybe he'll bring Chuck. I'll still be scouting around the podcast track room going, we want to do a live show. I know. That would be awesome. I would go if we were doing a live show, but... Hey, if the podcast track lady would get back in touch with us, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm skeptical that she ever will. Yeah. Probably because we're talking shit about her on our podcast now. Maybe <laughs> that is a that is a point. So anyway, all right, is it time for contact information? I believe it is. All right, rapid fire here. Website bmfcast.com. Twitter at bmfcast. Facebook facebook.com slash bmfcast. Email bmf at bmfcast.com. iTunes search for bmfcast or Bad Movie Fiends podcast. Rate review five stars and glowing reviews are what we like. But whatever you can give us. Also, subscribe and tell your friends. Please do. We also have an RSS feed on the site now. That's so if correct. you are one of those people who does not believe in Apple products. Yes, you made You can RSS. subscribe through an RSS. Yes. We and still lastly, haven't gotten the Zoom up. Lastly, most important possible way that anyone can get in touch with us, much like many people did this week. Yes. And that is the Garfield phone hotline. 910-5-JOX-BMF. 910-556-9263. Call now. Operators are standing by. Be a hero. Awaken Garfield. All right. Great. He hates Mondays. Till next time. Well, right. guys. Right. Our series has ended. Oh. Retiring the podcast. Oh, damn. Until well. episode 91. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Huh, huh. <laughs> Great. Right. No. So I'm, I'm, yeah, it's way late. Let's yeah. get out of here. Yeah. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm the beach. And this is Bamfcast out. Good night, everybody. See y'all motherfuckers next week. Ta. It's just one of those days where you don't want to wake up. Everything is fucked. Everybody sucks. You don't really know why, but you want to justify ripping someone's head off. No human contact. And if you interact, your life is on contract. Your best bet is to stay away, motherfucker. It's just one of those days.